Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast all about craft beer and video games. I'm your host, Ben, here with Adol. Hey! Hey! It's, it's been, been a minute. A minute, absolutely. Um, more like five or six, probably. Um, <laughs> how are you, mate? Ah, uh, tired. Hurts over-ish. Strikes were weird. Everything's a bit weird um, mm. here in Durham. Um, it's because uh, it's a small town, and mm. I'm in a larger department that like treats itself like a small department, and just right. been so busy. It just feels like the world is like much smaller than it is, if that makes sense. So everything that happens here feels like bigger. It takes up space in the way that, like in Bristol, there was just too much Bristol to like ever <laughs> feel like the department mattered. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 Um. I was gonna say another thing. I forgot. Oh, I did do a set at the stand. Uh, oh in yes. Castle last week. So mm. I officially have done comedy in both the southwest and the northeast. Nice. Whatever that means. Well, it went two, well. Two corners of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the middle. <laughs> um, you also, maybe we'll open some beers first before you give us a, a bit of a, a, a rundown. You also visited a, a craft brewery, a, a popular craft brewery destination. Oh, I as did. Well, a, a day or two ago. So maybe we'll open some beers and, yeah. and kick off with uh, a little bit of a chat about that. And what are you drinking this evening? Uh, this might betray what Ben's alluding to, but I'm having <laughs> North Brewing Songbird IPA, 6%. This rich, smooth IPA has flavors of sweet, juicy blueberry alongside sharp, fresh-cut pineapple. And it uh, does tell you what things are. Nope, it does not. Um, but it is uh, North, so it's a 440 mil. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to do good IPAs, I figured. Yeah. Let's just do that. Ah, nice, nice. North are very good at that. Um, you know, they they they're good at a lower beer as well. Good pales, good IPAs, that kind of thing. And I mean, that extends into sort of dippers and things like that. I know we've previously talked about uh, maybe one of us has had a stout from North or, or a porter or something yeah. like that, and gone. We never see these from these people, and that's probably because they make such good, you know. Lightly oh, now, coloured beers, sort of thing. So now I'm wondering whether I missed an opportunity when I was there. But why? While I like look at the picture of the menu I took, uh, why mm. don't you tell me what you're having? <laughs> yes, I am drinking a beer from Arbor. Um, it's a new release, and it's called Tick Tonk, uh, and it's a, a, a Tonka Bean Stout. Um, I'm still in a stout mood, so this is six point three percent. It is a milk chocolate stout brewed with tonka beans and vanilla. Um, mm. There you go. Oh, man, uh, I miss it, of, of course, it's blue and red because it's riffing on TikTok, which I believe is blue and red. Is it? Um, I, that's why I take this shit can. Up? No, sure, I'm, I'm sure it is. I don't have it on my phone, so I can't. I thought it was like... Sure it is. Must be. Nah, Must sure. be, surely. Yeah, you're probably right. Let's I, just say, yeah. I'm not cool enough to know what a tink tonk is. So, <laughs> um, it's this. This is a tink, a tink, not a tink, tink tonk, a tick tonk. Um, but yes, uh, I had a few arbors in, um, and this was one of the new releases. Uh, mm. I don't know if there is. Let me just double check whether there's a brewed date on it. Yes, 
Canned on the 7th. So it is 20 days old. Oof. So pretty fresh for a stout. Um, mm. we, shall, we shall see how that sits. Uh, yeah. And, 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 nice. and come back, I suppose, to the north. Yeah, so Songbird IPA is supposed to what, have lashings of blueberry and a side of mango or something. Pineapple. Um, you can definitely smell the pineapple off the top. Um, mm -hmm. There's also a bit of maltiness on the nose, which is interesting. Nice. Oh, there's the blueberry. I was like, the blueberry is just here. Trying to figure out what the... There's a... The blueberry is lingering in the background the whole time, so it, was, it mm. took me a second to spot it. And I'm trying to figure out how to... Like, what similar thing that's blueberry is like that, and I can't quite find it. Okay. Hmm. Is it is it kind oh. of does the the blueberry bring a bit of a sweetness sort of to it or is it yeah, a little bit more, more of a, sort of soured? Hmm. This is a very good beer. Well, the blueberry good. is also in the back in the taste as well, which is great. It's sort of in the background. Mm -hmm. It's definitely doing a blueberry thing, but it's not doing a lot of it, which is kind of what I think I want. Okay. Meanwhile. Yeah, this is like a little malt forward, very solid IPA um, with, uh, oh yeah, like a nice juicy tropical um, pineapple is what's coming to mind, probably because they told me, but probably because it's what it is. Mm -hmm. um, mm. But it has that maltiness still, so it's a really well-rounded IPA. It's not too hoppy and only hoppy. Mm. And I think what's happening is the blueberry is like sitting in the background, just holding things together with that like. Ah, I don't know if you've so. A town near Halifax, Nova Scotia, okay. whose name escapes me, uh, which I will quickly look uh, up. Um. Oh, really? It's just Oxford, Nova Scotia. Why didn't I remember Oxford? God. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Uh, weird. North Sorry, America that... is just essentially a facsimile of, of, of England, isn't it? Really? So. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's like one of the high... It's the blueberry capital of, of Canada and one of the biggest blueberry places in the world. Okay. Um, and there you can get like really big plump blueberries. Mm. Which look appealing. And I don't know if you ever had a really big blueberry, but it's almost always quite almost tasteless. Like it's so dilute. Right, okay. It's almost as if each berry has a certain amount of like concentrate and then the bigger the berry, the you know. Yeah. Um so you tend to have these big ones that are juicy, but the juice itself isn't su super strong. And this mm. is kind of like that and and an extra step forward, like, or back, I guess. Like, it's quite in the background. It's there, but it's quite light. You could kind of miss it if you weren't paying attention. You're kind of just, like, it's like chewing one of those and be like, oh, this is generic berry. Oh, there's a blueberry taste, right? Right. That's actually a really good thing. Because mm. it's letting this pineapple multi IPA sing, he says, realizing it's called Songbird. Um, but it's not 
it's I think it's making it, it it's more interesting with that blueberry around, but it's mm-hmm. not it's not it's not I don't know it's not like it's fighting it and and I'm it's helping it but not in a straightforward way. It's not like it's stitching mm. the taste together. It's just making it more interesting. So it's not like there's the blueberry and then there's the rest of the IPA. They are like together. I don't know. It's it's been a while since I've had a beer that has had this type of like really light complementing taste. But it's really good. good. And again, good. unsurprising given that it is from north mm. of this color. Nice. Nice. Good. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, it'd be interesting to come back to see if that blueberry sticks around when you get towards the end of the beer yeah. as well. Or whether it is a you know, much more kind of uh, um, front forward uh, kind of flavor. And then it just all kind of merges into... Uh, beer as your palate sort of adjusts to that a little bit mm. so it'd be interesting to see if that retains that flavor um the tink tonk i keep wanting to say tink tonk because it right. sounds much better than just tick tonk um yeah it's a it's a weird one but it's got a lovely nose um it's it's as you would expect for a stout it is just jet black a little bit of a slightly brown head but not a huge amount uh, but a lovely nose Tiny bit of vanilla. Like the vanilla is there in the nose, but it's really light. And I'm getting much more kind of coffee notes from the nose. Mm. Maybe a little bit of a little smattering of chocolate as well. And it's a very roasted kind of nose. Right. Mm. It's a lovely smooth beer. Almost no carbonation. Um did it say it was a milk stout? Feels like it's got the smoothest of a milk stout. Uh, milk chocolate stout it says is there lactose in it yes there is um it has that smoothness to it that that kind of coating of the mouth that you get with a with the milk stout a little bit of sweetness that's coming from that as well which combines with the vanilla very nicely so it's it's actually quite light hmm it's light in the flavors that you kind of instantly get but it's got that bit of sweetness to it a little bit of vanilla it's kind of edging towards a almost like a spiced rum in its kind of vanilla levels let's say you know you get and not all spice rum has vanilla in it but if you get a an off-the-shelf supermarket go to a bar in the standard kind of bottles behind the back like a, a sailor jerry's or something like that that level of vanilla in this and that's combining with that kind of lactose to give it maybe just a little bit of a heightened a slightly different kind of sweetness um gives it a tiny bit of like cold coffee as well um so not like i've just made a coffee and i've left it for 30 minutes and i've drank it and blah it's not that kind of slight metallic taste that you can kind of get through that kind of coffee it's more of a like a cold pressed coffee or this is probably closer to i don't know i've only ever had it once um like a starbucks used to do like this cold like a a milkshake coffee kind of thing you know Mm. like when you can go out and get uh whatever they're called like a frappuccino is that the thing that mm-hmm. that's a thing. I don't know whether it is the thing, but one of those it drinks. Is now. You know, when it's a hot day and you can go and get a coffee from Starbucks, but it's a cold drink rather than a hot drink. Um, that kind of level where it's got some extra kind of bits in there, giving it a little bit of a heightened sweetness uh, and those kind of things. So it doesn't lean heavily into the 
kind of coffee, but it's definitely there in the background. It's much more focused on this sweetness, this little bit of chocolate that comes through as well, a little bit of milk, a little bit of vanilla that goes with it. Um, so there's this lovely mix of things going on with this that make it, as I say, just quite smooth, uh, very easy to drink, and don't um, don't kind of outstay their welcome. You know, the, mm. the, the flavours are... Ooh, excuse me. Oh. <coughs> Jesus. Um, it doesn't outstay its welcome, as I said, but the flavours linger. So there's right. a lot of this flavour going on, and it's sticking around. I'm not having to go back to the beer to drink it, to get more. That flavour is lasting, and it's lovely. And because of that smoothness, that kind of coating of the tongue, it's lovely and wet as well. Um, yeah, that's really good. I'm going to absolutely neck this. Excellent. Uh, which is a little bit unlike some of the stouts I've had in recent weeks, which have mm. been maybe not harsh, but have been a little drier. They've been a little, you know, not quite as smooth. Um, the one I had last week was, it had lovely flavours in it, but that had a carbonation to it, which just made it a little bit more standoffish. Mm. Um, so uh, this is, yeah, this is just really good. Cool. Excellent. Let's enjoy these. And talk about some video games. Um, shall I start with a couple of games that I have played? Yeah, go for it. And we'll move into a, a little bit of a topic towards the end. Um, I say games. They are games, but they're only demos of games. So, uh, as as has been my last kind of few weeks, I've not been able to play very much. But I have managed to play both the Street Fighter VI demo... And Ooh. the Viewfinder demo. I don't know so, the second one. I will start with Viewfinder. Okay. Um, it's, you know, the, the, the Street Fighter 6 demo is kind of open-ended because you can just play it as much as you like. Uh, whereas Viewfinder gives you a slice of the game. And you've probably seen the game, Adol. Uh, um, it's, it, it was touted around last summer, around E3 kind of time, on a few of the different sort of shows. But basically, Viewfinder lets you walk around a 3D environment and um, the demo, at least, for the first 10 minutes mm. has you picking up pictures and then you're able to, you know, a, a, a photo and later yeah. on, like, uh, drawn or painted images. You're able to hold it up and then leave it in place. And that then becomes the environment for you to be able to walk through. And it's it does it so incredibly well, like the way that the image actually cuts through the environment, and that is then just what is in front of you, mm. is so so good. I, I I don't know how they've taken it from this kind of we have a, a JPEG and now it's imprinted as a three D set of shapes within the environment because it stacks back right as you as you're sort of walking through the first kind of couple of areas you come to a dead end and you're like oh there's a picture back there cool I'll put that up and it takes me to the next area brilliant right but it gives a level of depth to it so in in the picture in the photo you have all of the foreground stuff you have the buildings or the room that the photo's taken in 
And then you have things like if it's uh, taken outside, you have the background. So you have mountains and things in the background. Mm. And the way that the game transposes that into the environment is the entire... like it, it, it takes that photo right back into the background of the game. So whilst you're on this kind of floating 3D environment in the middle of this sort of, I suppose, like a dome almost, with a with a mountains in the background and other buildings and stuff in the background. Mm. The picture transposes itself onto those different layers. Oh, well. I didn't realise that. So oh. you can you can put the picture here and say, this is where I want it, bam. And then just shift to the side to be able to look at everything at kind of an angle and you can see that it's transposed itself. You can see that it's placed itself within the environment at all of those levels. And that just, it's so good the way the picture integrates itself with the environment that this is going to be one of those kind of, not necessarily mind-bending, but this is going to be one of those puzzle games that people pick up and just go, how? How have they done this? And some people are going to come up with some, you know, uh, 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 later on you get it. Sorry, I, I just uh, put the auto play, the Steam video on mute and it got to the point where they like tipped the picture and then panned and like things fell out of the picture, but also yep. there was depth in the picture when they like rotated it out from in front of you. It was like, oh shit. I was like, oh, I get it. Oh wait, no, this is, I now get what you mean by like integrating because it's yes. not just that like it's an object that you, it's it's not like it's making like a, a thick a, a picture with like a foot of depth like it like it's just a bucket right mm-hmm. it's like in the it's now the space yeah absolutely and and as, as you say you can then rotate those images and, and those kinds of things so it's not even you know you're not walking around going i picked up a picture it has to go here and that mm-hmm. is then moving you into that pre-generated area because you've put that picture up there and it's just unlocked the next area it is going cool we've condensed we, we we've built this the stuff that you can see in the picture, we built it in 3D. We've managed to mm-hmm. condense it down to 2D. You place it there, and then and the 3D populate it. thing drops into that. But it, yeah, space. but it's a merger. It's not like it's not like Portal, right? You're not dropping a a window into a new space. That's that's the difference, right? Yes, you're not moving into a new space. You stay like I I stand still here. I would put a picture there, and what is in front of me changes. I'm still within the rest of the space that I was that I was in previously, Um, and it it just does it so so well. Um, Even then, when the demo zooms you forward through the game a little bit, and you get a camera, you can start taking photos to be able to progress that little bit more. Oh, so uh, um, yeah, and you take photo. You know, uh, um, one of the examples is that you. To move through these spaces, you use a teleport machine. And you've got a camera, you walk around a corner, and you see the teleport machine, but it is so- fixed sideways onto a wall. So you take, a, you know, the, the, the simplest thing, you take a photo, rotate it around, put it in place, it's now on the ground for you to be able to walk on and use. That kind of thing. But there's also other elements you know spinning the kind of the environment around because everything is upside down and i can see it getting a little bit and i I said it's not mind-bending but i can see it getting a little bit maybe mind-bending um sort of further on it it reminds me of um a game you played uh Uh, yes manifold garden that's it because it's in the steam cell as well that's why i remembered it 
Um, Which is but, fucking fantastic. If you haven't played it, um, if it's on sale, God, great. Mm. I, I played it half with myself, then restarted it with a friend, and it was such a good, like, pseudo co-op game where mostly I was steering, but we were literally both, like, reasoning together. It's, all, yep. it's like, very simple, but it, the, like, repetitions to infinity are super interesting and, like, not the way you normally think, so a bit... There were only a couple puzzles that were like genuinely hard in the sense of like, mm. oh, you had to like think your way around a couple of things. Most of it was like getting used to, excuse me, thinking in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, it's very soothing to move around in those spaces. It's just very good. <laughs> well, like Viewfinder feels very similar mm. um, from what I watched you play of that. Um, and that there was a space where I walked into a walked into a, a, a new space and in the middle was a canvas with a picture on mm. and the teleporter machine which was back in another part of the environment um, had a big gap between and I realized that actually what I need to do is pick up the picture which is a picture of the space that I'm currently in so I place the picture I can then move into the space which has the canvas and has the picture on I can pick up that picture move forward place that picture which moves me into the next space so i've almost created a bridge following oh. the, you know picking up the picture placing it moving into that one picking right, up the picture because the picture is because the picture was at. within the picture and yeah that, so i it, didn't realize you had that type of nesting that's so oh i'm going to play this i'm going to play this shit absolutely out of this demo. And, completely and there was uh, again another one where i had the the photo and some of the teleporters you have to find and pick up power packs to be able to make them uh, or to turn them on and there's a power pack up on a on a, a pillar and I'm like cool I need to take a photo of that and then place it further closer down in the environment and it's not also that you place your picture and it is there it works on it, it, within the 3d plane so if I have my picture and I'm leaning like this and I look and I place the picture there Mm-hmm. Anything that is upright on a pier will fall off and potentially just fall into oblivion. Right. And I'm like, shit, how can I get around this? And the game teaches you very quickly that you can actually rewind time as well. Oh. So there is a limited set of um, kind of rewind on a on a mission. So if you take a picture and you, you need item number one, you take yeah. a picture of it, you think you've placed it here so you can just... Populate the picture. The item then appears. You can grab it, but something fucks up. You can rewind time to go before you've taken the picture, or just after you've taken the picture before you've placed it. You know, mm-hmm. so you can place it in a different sort of space. So there's a little bit of uh, um, forgiveness as well right. in this, allowing you to kind of rewind. I don't know if you could fast forward. I don't think that uh, ever came up. Uh, um, but the game very much uh, and very quickly tells you that you've got the ability to rewind as well so i think it's one of those games that will welcome experimentation you know try and fuck around with placing your picture like this or over here and how that will work because there is almost no consequence i suppose you you can do and do and do and just rewind until you get to a, a point um so and i like that i like the idea that it's just going to allow you to just play, really, mm-hmm. and try and figure out these important. puzzles in your own kind of way. 
yeah, that, that makes it... Um, be, when you're, like, messing with perspective in these things, if you don't have a sense of play, it just becomes consternation. Mm. Right? If, if you lose an idea of experimentation, then it's like, I need to find this linear path to the solution you want. Yes. And I don't think yeah. this way right. Like, normally, that's the gimmick, so now I'm just frustrated. So much easier to fall into that trap when you don't have the default of look around, see what's going on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it, it the the other game that it makes me think of is The Witness because it has almost exactly the same aesthetic to it. Yeah, that The Witness has. But The Witness again is a game which is very much we are teaching you a language, and mm-hmm. we are teaching you different languages through each of these different areas to get you to be able to learn the puzzles. Whereas Viewfinder is, there is kind of one language and we allow you to just mess around with it as much as you want, right. almost. Um, and I, I think it's going to be very open, very accessible to people to be able to come in and uh, and pick up. And it's, it, again, because it, it has a similar vibe to The Witness, has a similar aesthetic to The Witness, looks fantastic. I, I absolutely love the way that those two games are incredibly vibrant. Uh uh, and the and, and viewfinder plays on that a little bit. So a lot of the first photos that you pick up are uh, sepia. So oh. um, it changes and again it imprints that onto the environment. It's not just that it does the environment and brings it into the same color. It imprints exactly what you have in the picture. And right. I would I would say you know the demo took maybe twenty minutes ish, uh, maybe thirty. Um, I don't know, actually, will, does Steam exist, and will it let me see how long I've played Does Steam exist? Demo what a great question. <laughs> Do I have it up on my thing? I have played 38 minutes huh. on the demo. Um, some of that, I think, was me maybe going away for 10 minutes or so. So it's probably about a 30-minute demo. Um, right. But it gets to a point in the demo where you're picking up not just photos... But artwork, mm. and it will be a pencil drawing with lots of shading on, and you place it up, and it puts exactly that into the environment, and everything right. then is all three D, and is all in that hand drawn style. So it's it's again, it's not just saying here is then the new area. It's going, yep, great. We can see what you've, or, you know, you've taken a photo of this, and that's what you've then kind of put up right and the the only and it's an incredibly slight turn off Mm. was that as i was moving through this very i suppose early part of the story and going through uh, um you're, you're almost charting the story takes you through kind of like two artists talking to each other you can find voice recordings through the environment to be able to listen to and you pick up a picture and, and, and place it, and they, they, they talk about it a little bit. And one of them was um, like a, a 32-ish bit pixel art style environment, which mm. was kind of like, um, it's not, um, I mean, it looks like Doom, but it's not Doom. It's, um, I can never remember the name, whatever FromSoft's first kind of, foray into games was where they made their fantasy first person magic adventure game whatever that game is called looks like that um and very early kind of D sort of stuff um 
that made me feel a little bit kind of headachey. Mm. Um, and I don't know whether it's because the it's because the pixels were so kind of large, or you know what appeared as kind of pixels, and it was so kind of wavy and shaky in mm. that uh, uh, um, sort of style that that kind of just made me feel a little bit like whoa, I need to get out of this space. Um, right, didn't keep me in there for too long, which was which was absolutely fine. Who knows if that will that kind of style will appear again, or it's just I'm running through a few different things early on in the game because mm. the game is trying to tell me that this language exists and this is how it's doing it. So, I mean, that, that and again, that's a very slight turnoff. Mm. Um, uh, are you talking about Kingsfield? Yes. Okay. That sounds right. That That is a deep, deep cut. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, let me just have a look. Kingsfield. Oh, there's a Kingsfield in Bristol. Of course, there is. That <laughs> thing is uh, from Kingsfield from software. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, it looks very similar to this, but even even I suppose even more pixelated, really. Even more. Um, God damn. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Kingsfield at least has those like sort of three D sort of shapes and I suppose actually Kingsfield is more textured on its planes um, whereas this is more a plane is pixel pixel pixel, 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 pixel you know made up of thousands of pixels mm-hmm. um, yeah maybe it's not so much Kingsfield it did remind me of that when I first sort of saw it anyway anyway um, yeah no I'm holding you to it now <laughs> all the all the listeners are going to be like what the fuck is Ben on about Kingsfield it's nothing like it Everyone that's clearly so au okay fait with uh, you know older older from soft games. Um, so yeah, uh, but it's great. I mean, I, I would I would say as demos go, it's a fantastic demo to give you a great understanding about what this game entails. Uh, right. So uh, and again, it's about thirty minutes or so. That's like a good length. Yeah, especially for like this type of experimental thing, because like even if it's like not your jam, you're gonna enjoy it because it's novel, right? Mm. Mm. Or at least it's very likely that you're not gonna be like, I can't believe I wasted my time getting that demo, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I have just gone on to the the Steam page, so that will appear probably in the audio um, because the sound came out on the trailer Um, but it's I was just going to have a look for the date and currently it's only 2023 uh, yeah I was just saying as far as I know it's um, coming out yes Uh, I mean even if rather than playing the demo even if you've just gone the Steam page um, some of the uh, kind of gifts that they have on the about this game show you exactly show you exactly how it works yeah. So, and even gets into on some of those more ways that pictures are produced, or the new environments are produced as well mm-hmm. than you actually get to experience within the um, within oh, the demo. Some... And oh they... wow! Sorry, I'm, the the I went back to the scene page, and now there's a live stream going on. Yes. And, and yes. The the director is doing some seriously crazy shit. Yeah. Like. It was uh, like a hand drawing of like a house, like trees yep. and stuff. 
So it should be like a child's 2D drawing. But when it was placed, the like trees were in front of the house and the house was an object. And then they opened the door into the house and the entire like interior of the house was drawn in the same style. Which obviously yep. you couldn't see from the picture. And I hadn't sort of clocked that level of thing in the thing, I thought, mm. right? Absolutely. It is, it is one that you kind of need to see. So again, within the live stream, um, it, it shows, and it's just showed that you pick up some um, sort of random photos, which are of, um, I suppose, like uh, like eight bit games as well, mm-hmm. and you can just place in the environment. I don't know whether maybe there's like achievements around that that you can kind of go into those sorts of things, but uh, and again in the live stream, someone has placed a tweet with a picture on. And they have gone into it. Obviously, that's it within the game for right. you to be able to sort of see and be able to manipulate um, to Stuff. use. But it just looks so good. It looks like it's been thought about so much. Well, and just um, whatever this fucking engine is, right? Like, mm. this is what... This is exactly what I think about when I think of a computation in games. It's not like ray tracing and bigger open worlds. It's like... The dynamics of this thing mm. are specific and probably were impossible 10 years ago, five years ago, or whatever the, the thing is, right? Just because it's yep. a real-time rendering, uh, re-rendering of a space in a way that like the engines couldn't do, but also just a pure calculation per second, I would imagine, were kind of un- unattainable. Um yeah. And that matters way more than, like, what if I played, I don't know, Sonic 2 with ray tracing? Or, like, <laughs> Resident Evil 4 now, like, they've made the AI weirdly different, but they now the light looks better, and all this other shit. It's like, I could give zero shits. I can't even yeah. pretend like I could give two. Like, it's just not a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, there's so much raw power now in like the new nvidia's the new amd's and then what are they doing absolutely absolutely uh weird shit like this weird shit like this is great yep more weird shit that's exactly what we need we need all the weird shit Um, i can't i can't drop a photo into the world and go into it or (laughs) figure out what the world means with respect to that photo i can Go outside and look at a street that looks like Los Angeles. I don't need Ray Trace GTA 6, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> You just play GeoGuessr if you wanted that kind of level of, of, of reality and a, on a constant changing uh, plane. Um, yes, but uh, yeah, uh, as I say, I've really enjoying uh, or really enjoyed while I played a Viewfinder. Um, it's jumped mm. up my kind of list of games that I'm like, yes, I, I you know, this is a kind of an instant play for me i think i love a puzzle game i love the the aesthetic that it, it brings and yeah. the demo really sold it to me so this is yeah. my like dream puzzle game where you're in the environment and the environment is the puzzle i really like that yes it's why yeah, i got much. along I, I really enjoyed like uh recursive ruin mm. um which i wish i was smart enough to know what episode we interviewed those guys on but it was fun <laughs> they've been on a couple of times 
Yeah, Bitrock Games. The, I think the McKinley's. The six, yeah, three two six. Ah, yeah, it was tanked up episode two eight seven and three two six. Nice. Thanks, Google. You actually worked. Perfect. Perfect. Um, uh, speaking of which, I actually I think that Rookers of Ruins also on sale, and I haven't actually finished that game. Yes, it is as, as, as part of Steam's whatever uh, puzzle festival or whatever they've yeah. they're calling this. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's it's a similar like it's a loopy game, but it's a similar mm-hmm. type of like what you're saying the the puzzles, the environment, and you're in it. Yeah, yeah. So it um, would probably. Hmm? I was gonna say I, I suppose a very briefly chat then hmm. about Street Fighter Six. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Six uh, street. So, is it true that there's only six cast members in Street Fighter si- Six? Yeah, there are six Street Fighters. There's not. There's definitely no. going to be more. I know there's um, actually technically an infinite number because can't you make <laughs> your own dude? Right. Yes. One of the big things with Street Fighter Six is make your own human, mm. um, and. I have played both the, I suppose it's almost like a campaign. I think they call it the tournament, or I, don't, I can't remember exactly what it is they call it, actually. Um, but there's a single-player element to it, and then there is the uh, a world tour, that's what they call it. Uh, and then there is the, 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 the normal multiplayer, you know, what you expect from from Street Fighter game. Um, and I've kind of played both sides of it. So in the demo, you get to play... Um, just a normal kind of one-on-one game, um, mm-hmm. and only Ryu and uh, the new character Luke are available to be able to play. And I don't know whether it was an issue that I'd already started the match before changing the settings. Mm-hmm. But Street Fighter Six has introduced a new control scheme. What? And it's introduced an incredibly simplified control scheme. So previously, you had. Um, if you say quarter circle forward punch doesn't make a Hadouken, I'm going to be pissed. So I'll tell you exactly what a Hadouken would be. So they have changed the controls from um, light punch, light kick, medium punch, medium kick, heavy punch, heavy kick, to light attack, medium attack, heavy attack. Okay. And then special attack. And a quarter turn circle Hadouken or a slightly... And then uh, right and backwards quarter turn is the uppercut. Um, Wait, 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 but... mm? So you don't have... How how does game know whether you punch or kick? So, uh, game does not know whether you punch or kick. You essentially punch, 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 punch. Wait, have they just removed feet? Um, no. Is it a ghost game? I think I think heavy attacks are feet, but everything, both the light and medium attacks are punch. Um, but and this is why I didn't get, I didn't like the one on one, just the normal what you would think of as street fighter. Street fighter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, to basically do a Hadouken, you press forward and on the PlayStation triangle. And that does a Hadouken. They've they've simplified the control scheme down, and they've called it the modern control scheme, but it's an incredibly simplified level. Wait. And 
the game goes to lengths to tell you about all of these additional things that Street Fighter has included that you can basically like charge slightly um, and do a move and all of these other things and why they have bars at the top and all this and then goes but here's a different control scheme that doesn't give a shit about any of that and like you will still win if you just use that I mean potentially I mean, I've only played against the computer so um, it's it, it just it, it kind so of rubbed me the it rubbed me the wrong way let's say because I couldn't figure out within the just the normal kind of Street Fighter mode um, uh, how to change it to just normal controls. However, mm. when you go into the sort of the story mode into the World Tour, you can change it to normal controls. And I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I want. I've made my random dude. Um, which you would absolutely love the character creation from. We we need to get this game mm. just for you to make some absurd. I, I was going to ask, yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, but and I'll finish the the last point. You can change it to normal controls when you're running through World Tour, and I would imagine you can change it to normal controls when you're playing a uh, uh, normal kind of Street Fighter one on one type thing, but just not in the demo whilst you're in a battle so there may be some more exploration for me to be able to do however single player mode i made a dude and i thought i'd made a dude who was you know a little bit extreme in his uh appendages and you know how Wait. he looked very very tall in very his buff, appendages very muscular he, you know big arms big legs because right. you know Street Fighter has that very caricature kind oh, of yeah. aesthetic to it, and my character comes onto screen and stands next to the new character, which is Luke. Oh, and I've made like a normal looking fucking man, <laughs> just like any guy on the fucking street. Comparison to Luke, which has like a, a, a fucking thirty five inch, just forearm thigh. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. No, not even that. Like, he must have like a sixty-inch thigh, like absolute extreme. You know, it, this Wait. is it, 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 they've leaned, they've very much leaned into the caricature art style that came through with four and five. Right. Uh, when it turned to that kind of three D two two or two point five D, I think they called it kind of um, aesthetic to it. Oh, it is. So he was in five championship uh, edition. Ooh, oh, maybe he is. Maybe he is. I thought Luke was a new character. Uh, uh, so according to streetfighter.fandom.com slash wiki slash Luke, uh, Luke Sullivan is a fighting game character from the Street Fighting Fighter series. He debuted... Sorry, I, I get that you're doing a fandom site in a wiki, but for fuck's sake, the context is clear that he's a character in the goddamn Street Fighter series. He's on the Street Fighter fandom wiki. Mm. It's just this like notion of I we like over detailed introduction because it makes it like more official. <laughs> he debuted as the last character in Street Fighter Five Champion Edition's fifth season pass and the overall final playable character of the Street Fighter Five series. He returns in oh, Street Fighter okay. Six as the main protagonist right. and is the coach for the player's custom character in the World Tour game mode. So yes. they like primed. The end of Street Fighter Five to be Luki. Sure, and I, I mean, I haven't bought I mean, any I, of those. Like, no, no one I know like. in the world would ever have known this guy exists. Yes, he's the final playable blah 
I think um, I brought the first and maybe the second character packs for Street Fighter he V. He kind of looks awful. I don't like him at all. I mean, he, he looks like, again, generic kind of MMA dude. He's just, with, well, with, yeah, he's like a... kind a, a tat- of, you know, JRPG hair. I mean, in some of these pictures online, it doesn't even look like JRPG hair. It just looks like spaghetti. <laughs> well, like, he's just like a... a, a yeah, he's literally just in like um, boxing shorts and ha- uh, like partial gloves and tattooed. Mm-hmm. Yep. And has spaghetti hair and yeah. no nipples. Generic man. Generic the, man number one. This is oh wait, this picture has nipples. Sorry, n- n- internet, <laughs> don't at me. Um, <laughs> this um, is what. So does he like have a personality? Does he exist outside I mean, of? I. I, I skipped a lot of the cutscenes um, because I just wanted to fight things, and yeah, I, I, you know, I made my my very generic looking man who looks like a normal human, even though I thought from the character creation that he looked absolutely absurd. Um, but when stood next to Street Fighter characters, he looks like mm. just you know the smallest human in existence. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't experience a huge amount of Luke because I'm like, cool, this is fine. I can experience this when I play the game. I'm just going to skip this now to get to the fighting. Um, And from what I felt when I'm fighting, Mm. and I went into the, again, went back into the normal one-on-one scenario, and I played Luke and I played Ryu, um, it feels a touch slower than Street Fighter V. Really? Um, It feels just a, a, a little bit heavier. Um and Street Fighter has always been a slightly slower fighter. Uh, yeah, because um, it, it is. It, it has been billed as the like, kind of like the fencing, right? That the point is that they leaned into the counters and absolutely whatever. yes. And so yeah, you want to have much. the space to be able to not to be able to do strategy and twitch and not be super need the super twitch in order to like do this type of gameplay, right? Like that's the yeah. under the hood. From what I understand, yeah. If if you're not 15, you should still be able to have the reaction time. <laughs> so it's like this, like quick but not fast. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I mean, that was kind of I suppose that's my main takeaways from the the demo. Really, um, the single player, the world tour thing seems a little bit. Um, I'm kind of loath to say dated, but mm. um, Mortal Kombat did this like 15 years ago, um, yep. and it feels like a similar kind of thing. It's not kind of doing anything new. It's doing something new for Street Fighter, um, but it's <laughs> not doing anything kind of new in the sort of the, the the fighting game space. It's just giving maybe a different mode for people to be able to experience. But from the game itself, yeah. you know, the fighting changing that control style i didn't like um it makes it very much more simplified uh, uh, and stuff but then it doesn't allow you to or it takes away that skill level i suppose and almost makes it a little bit more kind of countery if you've got to press forward and triangle to do a hadouken yeah you can i could just see characters just you know you get to the pro fighting scene and they're all in this modern mode they're just like just shuffling back yeah, and forward, waiting I mean, for someone to sort of do something. Um, that's because the you've thing only got to press about, two buttons. 
Yeah, that's the thing about the um, Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat, right? It was harder to... There was like a dexterity you needed to do the simple moves in Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat. Wait, 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 wait. Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat? Yeah, like as in growing up, like I could go back Oh, back. The, oh not a game. Street no, Fighter versus no, Mortal Kombat. No. I meant, I meant... How have I missed in my, this? Yeah, Fuck no, me. In, in my youth, this was the thing. <laughs> and so people who could who developed a dexterity were like, oh, Street Fighter's better because I can do all these cool things. Mm, mm. Um, subtext. And the people who pick up this game can't. Yeah. But you, like, button mashing, you could figure out shit way easier sure. yeah, in Mortal yeah. Kombat because it tended to be quite linear, right? It's just like mm-hmm. forward, forward, A, back, back, yes. A, right? Yeah, like, those yeah. were moves. And so to you simplify it... three quarter it, turns and, and all of that sort yeah. of stuff. Like, yeah. Um, to what end, I guess, is the thing? It's like, it's a no... Quarter circle forward punch, right? Like, is mm. a fucking thing. I thought at first I was like, oh, what you're saying is punch and kick are the same button. I don't really understand what that means, except that, like, Heavy attack is definitely foot. And, like, that I could figure out or, like, get behind. But if it's, like, 4A, it's simple. Like, the why I brought this up is, like, at least Mortal Kombat, right, was forward 4A. It was, like, a a touch more depth. Right, yeah. it was like, okay, so you're not doing the dexterity thing, you're adding steps. And this is like, what if we did neither? <laughs> and I don't know whether they've looked at the other kind of you know, games within this within this space, because something like Tekken is, um, you know, Tekken's absurd because you can get up to like 20 hit combos. You know, it can be like forward yeah. A, A, B, forward, down, up, B, A... Or, or, or X circle square forward forward down X Y yeah. you know you can get really really heavy with those combos in Tekken, um, and there's a lot of new games within this space. There's a there's a new Dragon Ball Z game coming out. There's a new Budokai game um, that's kind of this year, I think. Uh, there is a Guilty Gear game that came out last year, which mm. loads of people flock to um, for their kind of their fighting game sort of. Uh, kind of hit so i yeah. don't know where where this has come from i don't know why street fighter have bought in this kind of um, baby mode essentially yeah. um i wonder whether it's just to be like anyone can play this game don't worry about it just just come and play but this like, game no, like you know no one's the, the picking up street fighter appeal. 6 right no one's picking up street fighter 6 thinking oh they'll have a baby mode yeah and Street Fighter goddamn six. Yeah. Also have faith in your franchise. It's Street Fighter. People know <laughs> well, if it's a, like if if it's like a we want a more accessible thing, you have to actually say that. And mm. I would wager you wouldn't want it to be in the main line. It would be like I don't know, Street Fighter more efficient or yeah. Uh, again, I I would imagine that there is a way to change it on the one versus one. Uh, maybe not within the demo, but at least when you're playing the main game, uh, the, like, you know, being able to change the options is very limited yeah. within the demo. So, uh, 
such as demo, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, hopefully that's expanded and I can just go back to normal Street Fighter controls. Um, I was going to just read off the um, the roster. Yeah, go for it. Um, only because the game comes with... Um, what are there? Six... 12, 18 characters to start the game off with, which is, you know, a reasonable kind of roster, I suppose, yeah. for, for the, you know, knowing Street Fighter Five, how they are going. It's three months. Let's release another six characters. So it's been six months. Here's another six characters. Um, it's uh, Kami. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you the ones that you would probably know first. Right. Kami, Zangief, E-Honda, Dalsim, Blanca, Ken, Jury, Guile, Chun-Li, and Ryu. Wait, who's Jury? Oh, Jury. Oh, Jury was a Street Fighter Five yeah. uh, starter. I don't know whether she was in it before that, maybe. Uh, but they've then got um, characters that I'm unfamiliar with, which may be from you know previous. special editions and previous kinds of things. Uh, um, you know, th- we'll find that, that it's from Street Fighter Two, not even so. so Turbo, Turbo Championship, Championship Edition, from some Edition, other yeah. kind of thing. It's, they've got Lily, uh, JP, Marissa, Manon, DJ. DJ DJ is old school. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Uh, Kimberly. I mean, old school. Yeah. yeah. Kimberly, Jamie, and Luke. So Luke, we've already discussed. But lots of... I don't know. I think they've tried to diversify the roster a reasonable mm. amount because uh, um, there's a lot of kind of there's a lot of characters in here i just very unfamiliar with um, and you know not going down a Street Fighter wiki rabbit hole to find when previous characters were kind of introduced and things so, like that I, I can tell you that DJ is from uh Super Street Fighter 2, so he's like okay. Kami era. Yep, cool. Um, I don't Kami think maybe, I know. You know, Kami being a recurring kind of character. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying so much. Like, it, so because I basically like my Street Fighter like window is the twos, right? It's two mm-hmm. championship, two championship edition, two. Oh, what the other one? Now I've lost it. Um. Super Turbo Championship Edition. Yeah, Turbo Championship Edition. All, all, all those ones, like all the pre-three stuff, I know yep. reasonably well because I had friends mm-hmm. who were really into it. I played our uh, three a bit. That was it, right? Like, sure. Uh, I've never really gotten back into it. Um, oh, except of course. Sorry, I. This is very important. I have played too many matches of Street Fighter the movie the video game <laughs> <laughs> it's not great but like like I think the like the Alpha series I know I played a bit with a at a friend's like a couple of times uh-huh. but that's it that was it and so like that was that's my Street Fighter like era is yeah, basically uh, what if Street Fighter 2 was 17 games what a stupid idea I know of those 17 games right sure yeah 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 um, and again, I'm I, I knew of some of those Street Fighter Two um, level games, but then jumped back into it. I think I missed three, and all of mm. the alpha stuff. 
and I've missed a lot of the crossover kind of games with, um, I think maybe Marvel vs. Capcom 1 is the only one I played and not then the, the kind of the sequels right. in that series as well. Um, but then jump back in in 5. So right. I've missed a, 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 a... Actually, did I jump back in in 4? Street Fighter 4, what was that? What was that on? Street Fighter 4. Was that the first one that went 2.5D? Sure, I have no Yes, idea. it is. So I have played Street Fighter 4. Um, but that looks, that looks really dated now. Anyway, um, just get into a massive Street Fighter rabbit hole, which we won't do. Um, yeah, it just seems like they've not maybe reset Street Fighter, but it's coming in with a bunch of new characters. It's got this new control scheme. And it almost feels like they could have dropped the number and just released Street mm. Fighter, right? And just gone, cool, this is like a, a very soft reset for the game. Um, we're right. not worried about anything that's kind of, kind of come previously. Yes, we have a cast of characters to be able to draw on. Fantastic. That's going to pull people in. It has the ability to be able to play in the previous control scheme. That's going to bring a lot of people in. But let's just kind of reset it. And they've almost taken this sort of half step to do that um, by bringing mm. in these extra kinds of elements to it. So, yeah, I'm kind of, from the demo, I'm a bit lukewarm on <laughs> Luke warm on uh, on the game. So, I, from what I've played of Luke, I probably won't play him um, mm. when the game comes out. But we'll see. Uh, and return to six, Street Fighter 6 at some point in the future, I guess. Um, it's where I tell you all I main Dowseem and everyone fucking hates me for it. Um, let's move on. Let's yeah, move on fair. then. To, to news. I was yeah. going to say good news, but I don't, I don't know whether it is good news. It's just news, really. Uh, I mean, it, it's classic UK news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for those of you who have live in, been living under a series of um, rocks... Um, Microsoft has been trying to acquire Activision. Um, this was for us really interesting because we were, we personally were very vocal about all the things that came out about Activision and its labor practices mm. and its treatment of women and minorities, etc. Yeah. And we're like, that sucks. And then I think we're one, to be honest, one of the few places who said, when Microsoft's like, we're going to buy you because their stock is tanked because of all these lawsuits and stuff. We're like, this is like brushing it under the rug. This is not the way Absolutely. you deal with these things. That sucks. Um, because I guarantee you that like, all of, there's just not going to be the right type of due diligence. Not just not, be, not because I'm super paranoid about Microsoft, but just the fact of the matter is the people who come in aren't the people who have the knowledge. People will get away with things, but also that's not what you do when you take over. You don't try and like pull the skeletons out of the closet. Mm -hmm. However, it seemed like because the United States, where this merger is primarily taking place, is this horrible landscape of late-stage capitalism, obviously <laughs> this type of merger was never going to be stopped by the FTC, right? Uh, so it was supposed to be smooth sailing through calm seas, and then the um, uh, the <laughs> UK government 
specifically the Competition and Markets Authority, which is uh-huh. essentially the FTC, uh, have prevented Microsoft's proposed purchase of Activision over our concerns the deal would alter the future of the fast-growing cloud gaming market, mm. leading to reduced innovation and less choice for UK gamers over the years to come. So first of all, it's the UK government stopping what's essentially an entirely American merger because globalization is a drug and so they get to do that. Mm -hmm. But it's also still very weird conceptually. Um, And the reason is cloud gaming. Which Activision isn't a part of. Mm -hmm. Like they aren't really like Activision Blizzard just doesn't have a big... But also, I'm pretty sure... I wish I had the stats with me. It's something along the lines of 1% of gaming is cloud gaming. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense, yeah. Um, And so it... Uh, Wait. So the final decision to prevent the deal comes after Microsoft's proposed solution failed to effectively address the concerns in the cloud gaming sector outlined in the CMA provisional findings in February. The uh, UK cloud gaming market is growing fast. Monthly active users in the UK more than triple from the start of 2021 to 2022. It's forecast to be 11 billion globally and 1 billion in the UK by 2026. Forecasts don't matter. But also... I in my act no, in the job I currently have and hope to continue, I lament the lack of understanding of data structures and just general stuff. But like triple isn't a big deal if it's a tiny amount. Mm-hmm. If there's one person who uses service X and then two more people use service X, it has tripled. But that's still from one to three. <laughs> Yeah. Like um Yeah, so basically their claim is that Microsoft has this is from gov.uk, right? Like I'm not reading a second this is gov.uk's reporting on their decision. Uh Microsoft has a strong position in cloud gaming. It already accounts for an estimated 60 to 70% of global cloud gaming services. Pause. Almost all of that is goddamn Game Pass, so it's like a service, not a sector. I, I, I mean, what else have we got over here? Nvidia Shield. I guess it's they uh, don't even they don't define what cloud gaming means, right? Like uh, Google Stadia was, so, and Amazon. Uh, what is that? Luna? Yeah. Maybe? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Amazon Luna, Luna is, is is cloud. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> Microsoft has a, has a strong position, and the evidence to the CMA showed Microsoft would find it commercially beneficial to make Activision games exclusive to its cloud gaming service, which they've already signed deals with everyone like, like, they've literally put it in contracts with everyone mm-hmm. except PlayStation because they refuse to sign it. Yep. Um, saying we will be exclusive. So, uh, that's 
shitty and weird. Um, but they say, uh, so they they could find it beneficial if they made it exclusive. Um, the deal would reinforce Microsoft's advantage in the market by giving it control over important gaming content such as Call of Duty, Overwatch, and World of Warcraft. Evidence available to the CMA indicates that absent the merger, Activision would start providing the games via cloud pro- platforms in the foreseeable future. Uh, the cloud allows UK gamers to avoid buying expensive blah, blah, blah. So just a weird assumption. And then they say Microsoft's remedy was um, basically... So the proposed remedy set out requirements for governing what games must be offered by Microsoft to what platforms over a 10-year period. They're described as behavioral because they seek to regulate the behavior of businesses. Mm. Uh, their proposal so Microsoft's proposed a proposal had shortcomings in that it did not sufficiently cover different cloud gaming service business models including multi-game subscription services it was not sufficiently open to providers who might wish to offer versions of games on PC operating systems other than Windows and would standardize the term TNCs in which games are available as opposed to them being determined by the dynamism and creative uh, creativity of competition in the market as would be expected in the absence of the merger. Pause. Those are insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am not... I, I, I'd be happy if this merger didn't happen because I don't think mergers are great. I think it's a symptom of late-stage capitalism that makes mm-hmm. it more likely... We, the consumer, gets a short end of the stick. However, this is fucking nonsense. Like, I, I, I glossed over it. The three points are: it didn't cover sufficiently cover different cloud gaming business models, including multi-game subscription services. Those don't exist in the market right now. No, and if they do, they're not they're not significant. Like. People don't subscribe to these three games at once. They either subscribe to Game Pass, right? Yeah. Which is not a specific game. It's give me your games, and I trust your judgment. Or Mm -hmm. they subscribe to World of Warcraft. No one subscribes to WoW and Call of Duty as a bundle. So the fact that Microsoft's (laughs) not addressing this option is insane. Well, I think I think some of this has come from that Microsoft filed a bunch of stuff. I'm going to go. Oh, uh, man. <coughs> is it allergies? Jesus Christ. No idea. Not a clue. Mm. Um, so I'm pretty sure Microsoft filed a bunch of stuff which basically said we're much more interested in cloud gaming than all of this other stuff. And we're putting a lot of our money into cloud gaming and we really want to lean into cloud gaming. And we want to do, you know... <coughs> fuck me. Um, again, I'm, I'm not only paraphrasing, I'm possibly putting words into Microsoft's yeah. mouth um, of saying, you know, we want to, to really push cloud gaming and be like the number one in cloud gaming. And almost presented that as a set of information to say, well, why would we want to limit the market when we want to push this completely like or a slightly separate technology and um, we're more interested in this and then that's backfired on them almost by then yeah the uk regulator going mm, 
you could do that. You're right. You're absolutely right. We can see exactly what you're saying. No. We yeah. don't want you to do that. Because, you know, as a capitalist uh, kind of body, we need to allow competition within the space. And we think that what you're doing is going to kill competition in a very different way than anyone else has said that it's going to kill competition. So that's my problem, right? Like, they're not saying the way this type of competition is bad, right? That Because if they did that, then a whole bunch of other things in this current hellscape should be said no to. So they're yeah. making shit up to stop this for whatever reason they don't want it. But if they say the actual reasons it's bad for competition, those would be on the books. Yeah. yeah. That's how I read it, right? Because, like, this non-thing, and then... Um, it's not sufficiently open to providers who might wish to offer versions of games on PC operating systems other than Windows. I don't even know what that means because mm. the whole, either they're saying Microsoft can't guarantee that their thing works on Linux, their cloud thing works on Linux, or yeah. they're not uh, dealing with the fact that some people, providers might want to sell Linux games and the Linux games wouldn't be on Game Pass. Either of those are nonsense with respect to Activision and Microsoft. I don't... So, put it another way. I don't think that if Activision Blizzard didn't, like, hook up with Microsoft, they would suddenly start making, like, Linux or Mac-runnable games. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing I can think of is, like, Blizzard always makes a Mac version, and, like, there's a question of whether... Microsoft would allow that to happen afterwards or, or care. But that's like assuming that Microsoft is the Microsoft of 1985. <laughs> really worried about Apple and their, uh, um, you know, area of the market. You know, absolutely. It's it's weird. It's really weird. Um, I don't think anyone saw this coming. From what I've seen on no. Twitter and, and, and analysts and things, everyone expected it to go through. Um, yeah. No one expected this. And, and this isn't to say that it won't go through. So uh, lots of people are also coming up saying there's been other stuff where the UK has said you cannot do this, but the mergers have still happened. Well, yeah, because um, the UK is talking about something outside of the UK. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's lots of reactionary kind of stuff on Twitter as well. Don't go on Twitter. It's a horrible place. Uh, mm -hmm. It's much worse now as well um, after all of the verified accounts uh, uh, and paying for things has changed. It, it's just a weird, weird fucking place. Um, but I've seen lots of people sort of say, oh, Microsoft should pull out of the UK market. Fuck the UK. Obviously, people not living within the UK. Yeah. Um, and then lots of people countering that, saying, well, actually, Microsoft makes about a billion pounds every quarter in the UK through its various different, you know, departments not you know not microsoft uh, xbox is such a small element of it why mm -hmm. would microsoft pull out of the uk um so it's a bit it, it, this it's just it's a weird decision but it's almost an even weirder reaction to said decision because mm. lots of normal people would go oh we can see historically the uk has blocked this merger but actually it happened anyway under this you know pretext or, or, or however that kind of happened and it's happened a lot in film i don't know whether it, um and, and movie studio kind of wise um 
so it, it just it's so like weirdly reactionary um, in terms of the responses to to kind of what's gone on and almost weirdly reactionary in the press where you see an article that says you know Microsoft the UK regulators have blocked this and then two minutes later another site is like Microsoft are going to appeal it it's like well of course they fucking are like why you know, why why wouldn't they this is I mean, this is why they have job, an army right? of fucking lawyers and why they're trying to kind of push this through like this isn't news just let it play out like it's it's yeah. it isn't it's one of those where it's like if the US said no that's a much bigger fucking deal so I, I, I just, it's you know the whether this affects that US deal whether they look at the UK and go actually yeah you're right this really would affect cloud gaming. Fuck, we're so concerned about the future of cloud gaming. We have to stop this um, for reason A. Um, it's just, it's just weird. It's, it's weird. When, it is when weird. When it boils down, it's right? Like it, it's just not straight. There isn't a straightforward reading because cloud gaming is tiny and in the UK, and it's not, and it's not clearly act at risk uh-huh and the, the, yeah. the reason is like yeah you know what if you have the market forces which are based on supply and demand there's not enough demand on linux and mac historically for games so to think that because game pass might influence be influenced game pass with call of duty might be a bridge too far it's like you, mm. Mm. it wasn't <laughs> nah Right, like it's these things that piss me off. It's like, do you do any research before you say this shit? Mm, mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, I mean, it's a weird one, right? It's just, just a bit odd. Um, more, I suppose, to talk about and report in the coming. Mm. I mean, it's been months since it's started to go through, so who knows how long it will take the U.S. to actually. Uh, process all of this and get to a decision on it to see how this goes through but we'll talk about it when it does um i think you know as we kind of suggested our probable my final takeaway at least is it's fucking weird yeah yeah i mean we don't need to say much more than that really yeah yeah, yeah. um it's just l- dumb yeah absolutely let's loop around to something that isn't dumb let's loop around to beers Mm. And just finish up the episode by talking about the beers that we drank. Um, a songbird. You you yes. look like you'd finished it Very much a, so, yeah. a little while ago. Yeah, it it. I got used to the um, blueberry, and it honestly just started to meld a little better, and so the blueberry mm-hmm. became a bit more of a stitching agent, it, more in the sense of it just became a more unified taste. Okay. Not that it was a thing that needed to put things together. Um, and again, because it's such a light touch blueberry, you could kind of like lose track of it. So it's hard yeah. to tell when I like stopped feeling it as a thing because it was just so light anyway. It's just a really tasty IPA. I think the blueberry make, gives it a bit of a cooling notion and then just pulls it, makes it a bit more laid back than like the multi level would otherwise be. Mm-hmm. And I think I said that simple. I think it's North doing IPA that's really good and being like, this is an IPA. Let's do something interesting that will still make it, 
an IPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. It, it, blueberries an interesting one because you usually find it more in like pastry stouts and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Trying That's to why I was pancakes super... and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's you, and usually when you see a blueberry in beer, it is blueberry forward, right? Mm. In these, right? You, you. The point is, you're like, ah, there's the blueberry. And here it was like, where's the blueberry? Oh, there is it. And actually. Like now, I'm I want more mm. in this sort of type of blueberry because again, like I think the last blueberry type thing I had was like a Vault City lemon blueberry something or other drizzly mm-hmm. thing, right? And it was like this tastes like a dessert and it's great, but it's very blueberry, right? Yeah. And then meanwhile, the songbird is like, if you didn't, I would have got blueberry, right? It's not that remote, but like if you didn't tell me about it, I wouldn't immediately be like, ah. Oh, this is IPA's blueberry now. Mm, mm. And it's doing things. It's just not like being super in your face about it. Yeah. Fair, fair, good. How about yours? Um, yeah, the TikTok um, w- was good from start to finish. Uh, um, remained smooth. Uh, the sweetness settled a little bit towards the end. Oh, yeah? Um, and the again, the vanilla kind of dimmed down a little bit. Um, that the kind of the beer, maybe for the final third, um, showed a lot more of the chocolate through. So presented a lot more of a milk chocolate flavor towards mm. the final third of the beer. That's kind of what it was building to, I suppose. But at least kind of, you know, a fresh taste as a first kind of sip through that first third. You're getting a lot of those different elements showing off individually. And then they start to merge in that middle third, and then in the final third, it is no. This is solidly milk chocolate. Um, it, it feels almost like you're drinking some kind of uh, um, quite weak milk chocolate milkshake. Almost, you know, it has that creaminess, it has that smoothness to it, and it has that slightly weak milk chocolate kind of flavour as the palate and everything has dimmed that little bit through right. that. Um, there's a little bit of a lasting kind of, um, not dryness, but almost like a, you know, I don't know if you've ever had it, but when you have a, um, like a milkshake or or some kind of pre-made drink where it hasn't quite mixed properly, and you get this oh, that, kind like- of the, the powder is still there, you get this kind of chalkiness to it. Oh, okay, yeah. The, I was thinking the- you were gonna say separation, but you mean the actual like. Yeah, the ready-made. Yeah, yes, the ready-made kind of feel to it. It's got that kind of feel. You know, Nesquik Hmm. in like the nineties. Yeah, put out a chocolate milk kind of carton, Um, and it it tastes like that. That it's got this kind of like ready-made milk chocolate flavor to it, and it gives this touch of chalkiness towards the end, Hmm. Um, which I'm 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 really diving into into it. Most people probably wouldn't notice that at all, right? Um, I'm because I'm looking for it. I'm finding this slight element right. to it, but, but uh, it's but yeah. it's having a effect on the overall taste. You're just find you're just pinpointing that that's where the effect. Absolutely, comes from. yes, that's where I think it comes from. I think that's why that that taste changes in that final third. Uh, but apart from that, it's 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 a, it's a really good beer. Um, this would be fantastic to share with someone. I think. Um, it's only about six odd percent, six point three, but just because of that kind of lasting sort of flavour and how it changes, um, split the can with someone. This would be a brilliant, brilliant taste of a beer. 
And I think that probably finishes us out for the episode. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of us, tell us what you've been drinking, what you've been playing. You can get us at Tanked Up Cast on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm at Nova underscore 47 and Adel is... At the Omniarch. Uh, you can get us both and Lucy at outoflives.net or come and join us on the Discord to talk about beers and games whenever you fancy because we're always up for a little chat about those things. Mm-hmm. And I might actually be more around the Discord after <laughs> next week. Regardless term, of... Term. Officially, 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 officially finishes and jobs and interviews and all of those sorts of things happen. Oh, well, I mean, let's finalized. be clear. Um, if I don't get this job next week, I'm interviewing for two days next week. I should probably, I'm guessing, find out by the end of the week, maybe Monday. Mm. Okay. But then, if it's a no, I'm still grinding jobs. It'll just be, there's no current deadlines going forward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also the term is over, so this job will have given me a bit of a break. Yes, yes. Um, but come and join us. Come and join us in the Discord. Yeah. Um, it's always fun to hook up with new friends and chat just chat games. about biz and games. Absolutely. Um, please rate and review us on your podcast service of choice. It's always helpful. If you're on YouTube, leave some comments. Have a chat with us over there. Um, like, share, subscribe. Do all of those lovely things. Hmm. I think that's everything it's the beers that we've drank it's the games that we've played and the industry goings on that we've <laughs> used about uh, adel is there anything you'd like to finish the episode out on no i just really have to take a pee so i just... good i also really have to take a pee so thank you very much for joining us we will see you next week goodbye bye www.outoflives.net